watching the brothers of legacy. We don't stand out. We stand up. All right. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I like that background. I think you you are you kind of getting nice with that. That's you know that that looks good. I like that. I like that. There ain't, there ain't no, no average green screen. We that's good. That's good. What up, Mark? Good morning, good morning gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I don't think I've ever seen Mark's head. <laughs> right, right, right. right. Just, like you look different, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know that looks like like your brand new ball. Right, right, right. <laughs> like you that doesn't look like that doesn't look like you've been bald for for a long time. That looks like you just yes. became like you just cut it off. No, yeah, this this a fresh shave right here. This is it's a fresh shave, but fresh. have you been bald like that for the last year? Oh man, I've been bald like this <laughs> for the last. <laughs> okay, for the last. All right, so years, you bro. like so you clean shaved as of six a.m. this morning, then? Well, as of uh, <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> okay. As of yesterday, I, I put a blade to it yesterday, so so because I, I had some new growth coming in. Because see, I'm gonna tell you, something, I'm not bald. I'm shaved. I can grow hair. I just, okay. it just don't, it just can't grow everywhere. You know what I'm saying? I, I got, well, I see, got that's what I thought about me, but that looks like really, really clean. And like, you can still see a shadow on my head. Right. Nah, I, and see, this is this morning. Right. right. Yeah. See, what happens is this little area right here. Right. If, yeah. if, if I don't, if I don't act right, then I walk around with a, with, uh, with a cul-de-sac, uh, Looking like George Jefferson. Okay. Ah, I got George Jefferson going on. Gotcha. I got gotcha, you. Gotcha. I, I had a little cul de sac going on. I can't go out like that. Not the cul de sac. <laughs> wow. I look like I look like a front yard that uh, needs fertilizer. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 so you spotty. Right. Mine, around 30, around age 30, 31, so, this little area up top decided I don't want to grow no more. So, yeah. like, <laughs> I refused. <laughs> it just went on strike. So, wow. so I'm going to put my wife put up, but like I'm I'm grateful and I don't, I don't talk. Listen, I don't talk junk because I know, you know, my genes can turn on me any day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be on here looking just like y'all with it shaved off like you know, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm you know, you know, the problem that I have with that statement, AD, you What's said, that? I don't talk junk. <laughs> okay. Let, I got two things to say. Number one, because Uh-oh. you don't have to. Right. Right. Uh, it's clear. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and number two, you sound like uh, my perspective about big guys like Shaquille O'Neal right. never went looking for a fight. Ah, uh, right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right, 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 right. When you know you're the biggest man in the room, <laughs> in the with you. Right. right, right, so right. On a platform with a couple of bald headed dudes, <laughs> you don't want to hear when you got right. a foot here. Yes, it yeah. Is. Right. And, then, and, then, and then it's curly, too. It's all curly. Yeah, man, I can't listen. Yeah. Y'all, y'all got to help me, man. I, I, need, I need Jesus because. Like I, it really bothers me how pretty his hair is. It is. It's real pretty. 
I got issues in my heart. <laughs> I, I mean, I ain't know. Now, don't get me wrong. I ain't soft or nothing like that. But the last time I saw Anthony, it was all long and flowing. I just wanted to run my fingers <laughs> through it one time. Just to, you know, I just wanted to. <laughs> I'm like, man, y'all have pretty. Listen, man, I'm I'm just, I'm angry about that, you know? I know that's not what we're talking about today. Today we're talking about, are we looking at things? (laughs) (laughs) Your perspective. So, so I was, um. Yeah, when I I look at my head and I look at AD's head, I see things all wrong. Oh, I was, I was recently watching, or yesterday I was watching a YouTube, um, a Jewish gentleman. He was, he wrote a book some years ago um, about Jewish wealth um, and, you know, kind of like, you know, how they, they maintain, how they gained it or things of that nature. Um, and he was giving a percentage of like in the world, you know, there's about, he said like less, what he said, less than a percent of Jews that that say they're Jews. He said, even the ones that say they're Jews, you know, never, of course, questioned, but just in the world, and not in the world, in America. And he was saying on the Forbes list, um, he said, generally, the, was it like Forbes 100? He said, generally, there's like five Jews that show up on the Forbes list. He said, one of the, the biggest years, he said, there was about 66 Jews that showed up on the Forbes 100 list. You know, so he was saying, but he but he said something interesting. Now, hear me out the way, make sure I say it right. But he was saying, um, he said sometimes there are people, or people are just good at certain things, like because they grow up and it's what's taught and what's discussed and things of that nature. He said, I want you to recognize there are no Jews that play basketball. There are no Jews, you know, that play football. You know, he was saying I, there are people that just. I guess because of neighborhood or structure or how they grow up, you know, become great at certain things. And he wasn't talking about like brains and athletics. He was just saying it's just what's taught or what's focused on um, in a culture. You know, he said, and we just happen. <laughs> and he's like, we just happen to get the financial part, you know. Um, so I was, I was like, that's, that's interesting. You know, it wasn't because, um, you know, he spoke about some, like some, like uh, what's his name? Thomas, I don't know what his name is. Uh, black finance, financial genius. And he said he was a genius. And he said the black financial genius. He said, normally I would just say he was a genius, but, you know, because of context and how we're kind of breaking up this conversation, that's why I put it that way, you know. Um, but he was, it was, it was real interesting. Black in front of it? Yeah, well, he, he, because, you know, he's talking about being a Jewish, you know, I'm a Jewish guy that wrote a book about finances. <laughs> you know, like, he's just, he was just, for right. context sake, you know, he was saying it that way. And it's funny, he okay. said, when I go speak at places where it's like a mixed crowd and it's not really, there's, it's like no Jewish people in the, in the audience. He said, you know, when I want to talk about Jewish wealth, you know, people are interested because they're just trying to figure out <laughs> what did you guys do different? He said, but it's funny when I'm in a, in a space where it's majority Jewish, you know, maybe a little mixed. He said, when I talk about Jewish wealth, you know, the Jewish starts <laughs> slugging down in the seats like, <laughs> like let's, let's not talk about it. You know, like, um, but he just, it was, it was a really kind of interesting conversation. Um, I'm going to check out the book. I think it's uh, like Jewish wealth, you know, like the 10 commandments to like uh prosperity, something of that nature. And then and he wrote it like years ago. Um, and it's 
what's his name? I can see his face, but he kind of, the person uh, who talks about finances all the time. Um, that's real. Dave Ramsey, Dave Ramsey, Dave Ramsey mm-hmm. promotes this book. Um, he's read it. And the guy I think was it's like, called Act Your Wage or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah act Your Wage. Yeah. Act Your Wage. Yeah. And he um, got a hold of the book and the guy was like, I was, He's like, I was doing like 10,000 in sales. He said, Dave Ramsey talked about it. I went from 100,000 to a million. You know, like he just, he blew up his, his <laughs> he, he took him to a whole nother level just by talking about the book. But um, I wanted to just kind of discuss, you know, are we looking at some things wrong, right? Because we talk about Jewish wealth. We've talked about like um, how Spanish people come together and, and build things and we struggle sometimes to find, is it, can certain things be a cultural thing um, that we just don't focus on? You know, like we're at, in this space as, as blacks, we're trying to really get better in the financial sector. You know what I'm saying? Like as a, as a people, we, we're trying to come up, you know, we, in, if even was on it, we talk about reparations, you know, just like we just want what's old. But for me, I'll say, and probably Ephraim as well, we're not trying to rely on the government to just like, yo, just pay us what, is, what we owe or do, do the right thing. But we're trying to build something ourselves generationally, you know, like you are pastor, just trying to instill in the principles of wealth as well, as well as show how to earn and build wealth, you know, because we're trying to build a better generation. We don't, we don't want another generation of us to be known as ghetto or in the ghetto, you know, like living, well, or living in, in a poverty state because ghetto like people or one race of people living together. That's the real definition. But um, living in like more of a poverty state for us to, I want us to be known <laughs> as the as the next Jewish class. You know, like to be, you know, when you, when you think of black people, you think about wealth. Because right now, when you think about Jews, you think about wealth, you know. And we're known more for sports and music and creative things. Um, but I, it's like, I want our, I would love our name to be connected to wealth. Or connected to money, you know, um, and and it's not to negate that. Listen, you know, we we have we're like, <laughs> you know, kind of coining a word, kind of twisting it our way, but we we're the salt <laughs> of the earth. We spice things up, you know. You bring us this chicken, we spice it up. We turn it take it to another level. You you know, you bring us something, you bring us a beat, we take it to, we turn it into funk. You know, like we we are a people that are very creative. You know, that that's one thing I'll, I'll put on. You know, we do very creatively. We, you know, we turn, we take the bad pieces of a pig and turn it into food. <laughs> you know, like, you know, the worst parts. You know, we, we find ways to, to get through and make things happen. Um, how do you guys... A, I was just saying, that's because we've grown up or we've been bred uh, uh, in order to survive. Right. Nobody's nobody. Nobody's taught us how to thrive. Right. We, we've taught how to survive. Like you said, that's why we can take every part of the pig and turn it into something because we didn't have a choice. Right. You understand when you when people give you scraps from the right. table or people leave you the 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 parts that are that is supposed to be uh, unedible. Right. You, you 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 make with if there is no way you make a way. I know you've heard that before. You know, yeah. You make you make a way where there is no way. Right. Uh, 
Yeah, we are we are athletic. We are built differently. So that's why we do dominate sports and things like that. But I think when, when I hear questions like that, like, you know, well, why why don't black people uh, have the same wealth as, as, as white folks or, or Jewish folks or whatever? Right, right. And I'm like, well, we can do it. But if you look at history, anytime, <clears throat> excuse me, anytime we've tried to do that, right. they've destroyed it. And when I say they, I mean, I, I mean white people. Right. They've destroyed it. You look at you look at Black Wall Street. You look at Rosewood. You look at um, even Oscarville, Georgia. When we build some stuff, white people destroy it. They get scared. They see the potential. They destroy it. Right. So I don't. I, so I don't know if we got if if we just became content with gaining wealth through sports and entertainment, right. or or or. If we became too, if we became too afraid to just try again, you know what I'm saying. So, I, I you know, I, I think history has made us gun shy right. about trying to be in that position of generational wealth. You know, that's just my that's just my perspective, my take on it. Pastor, do you, do you, that's interesting. I mean, I do you think it's is it a a fear or a concern to to build that way or like um you know i mean we know of different like entertainers and people that have um quite a bit of 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 money you know and they're building in their own particular way you know like uh kind of separate you know but they dig into their company what we see anyway i'll say it that way um but do you feel like it's there's a fear of it or a a concern or a I don't know, cautious walk, put it that way, you know. When you consider the boundaries that the perceived boundaries that we have? Yeah. The systemic boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or do you listen, feel like there, are there still boundaries? Um, well, we dig into that. In listen, I, but you know, the thing is, and, and this is just personal for me. I I would be a millionaire if I didn't have so much responsibility. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. I know it's like you waited for that. Like, what does he mean? Uh, yeah, I'm, I think I'm I know. On that one myself. I think I know, but I'm a. I'm a... I, I, I don't know. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting on that one. <laughs> If, if I calculate how much money I've made right, right, over the last 20 years, right, 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 because right. I've been in the six figure bracket for 20 years, right, right, yeah, yeah, so I've made it, yeah, yeah, true, but I had bills to pay, right, That's right, I, yeah. I didn't make all the right decisions with investments. Mm. I made some good, some bad. I've gained, but I've lost more than I've gained. Yeah, I was just about to ask you that. Right? But being a multimillionaire was never the motivation. It was never the driver. Okay. The driver was to be able to take care of my family. Right. I didn't start out saying, oh, I want to be rich. I didn't start out saying, you know, I want to be a multimillionaire or else I probably would have 
went into stock brokerage, been on Wall Street. Okay. Because I didn't have the wherewithal. I didn't, you know what I mean? I got you. So the, the, got you. the question really is because for those who are chasing money, they get the yeah. money. Right. Well, I, I mean, mean I guess, you, well, you know, if you chase it, you'll get it. But yeah, but at what cost? Right. If, if you're right. willing to go do what's necessary to get the bag, you're going to get the bag. Right. That's yeah. principle. Yeah. Whatsoever a man thinketh, so is he. Yeah. It doesn't say whatsoever a saved man, a sanctified man. It says whatsoever right. a man yeah. thinketh. Right. So mm-hmm. is he. The Bible says, give and it shall be given unto you. That doesn't say right. uh, saved folks give and it shall be. It says give. Right. So the principles right. of, of buying and selling work for anybody. Right. Right. The principle right. of seed and harvest work for anybody. Yes, right. indeed. My, right? indeed. My, my, my dad, my dad said even drug dealers pay tax. Right, right. But but what I'm saying is, you know, when we talk about wealth, yeah, I think you really have to. Because don't get me wrong, I, I'd love to wake up and see uh, several million dollars worth of right. excess capital in my account that I can do whatever I want to do with. Right. I, I'm personally, I'm just not in that position. Could I be? Absolutely, with enough focus and attention. Right. But at what cost? Right. Right. You know, True. at this point, because it's yeah. never been the, you know, the amount of dollars I have in the bank as my motivator. It's been, can I cover? Can I take care of my family? Right. right. Hey, good morning, Deborah. Right. Right. So yeah. for anybody, like if, 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 AD, if you want to go make a million dollars, mm-hmm. You can go figure out a way to make a million dollars. Nobody's stopping you right. from doing that. That's true. Nobody. 100%. Right. There, there's no system. There's no person. There's nothing that is preventing you from getting access to a million dollars. Just to pause real quick. If anybody, you know, how you feel you know, as, he, as he's talking. I mean, I agree with him. Um, if you feel like, eh. I don't think so. I think there's this, this, and this holding us back or in our way. Feel free to put it up. Let's have an open conversation, open dialogue. Um, yeah. Tell, tell Somebody tell me that there's no way you can make a million dollars, and I'll tell you that's why you don't have it. <laughs> My, Mike says, um, they allow us to live when we gain money from sports and entertainment because they can still make money I guess off of us in sports and entertainment, but so I mean, and and is are you saying, Michael, that we are still systematically unable to really gain wealth in other ways, you know, um, to to buck the system or to to do things, you know? Are we still the answer oppressed to that in no. that sense? Yeah, the, the answer to that is no, we're not. The, the yeah, reality I, is, it's tough, it's challenging, yeah, it is. but it's not impossible. Right. Mm-hmm. It may not be as easy for us right. as, it, as it is for others, but it's not impossible anymore. Right. Well, it's right. never been impossible. It's just been tough. And there are right. degrees of how tough it has been. And so I would say that there's more opportunity now than there was now. 100 years ago. Yeah. True. Mm-hmm. All right. Sam says uh, there are definitely obstacles, but that's like the only way. There are no obstacles when you are doing <laughs> what you do or nothing. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, it says when we rise and other 
other way we face death consequences as a whole. I don't know. Well, I think you. I think you. There's, <laughs> there's always going to be a threat, and at certain levels, yeah. I don't. I like. I don't. And I've said this before. Like, I don't believe in the overarching. You know, as we used to say, the man is keeping me down. I mean, I believe there are sectors of spaces that you know, folks that we like, like we're past it and in, in IT, there's sectors that we're not totally represented in. And if you're growing, you know, there may be a threat from a particular space, like one company or person saying, you know, they're getting a little, you know, we don't have these faces in here. Why is he here? You know, like maybe Listen, that. I, I've been in IT for, space. yeah, I've been in corporate America for over 30 years. I've been in the so, IT industry for over 30 years. Right. And I'm saying, I can't think of a time where I was in a room, in a meeting, in a formal mm-hmm. setting, where there wasn't at least one person who didn't think I belonged there. Mm. Of course. I, I don't, every meeting I've been in in corporate America for the last 30 years of my life, I've been a minority in. Okay? And I stopped, I stopped giving attention to it. Okay. Okay. Did it used to bother you? It not only did it used to bother me, but it was shown to me. It was expressed. It used to be expressed to me. It used to be blatant. Wow. You know, so, but, but again, if I got stuck on the antagonizers, yeah. I wouldn't have never been, I would have never been successful. Right. The antagonizers haven't gone anywhere. Right. In fact, a lot of them I have outlasted in this industry. Gotcha. Gotcha. Hey, but, I, but that's because I took my eyes off of them. Right. And I, and I redirected my attention to my priorities. Right. Which is I got to take care of my family. Right. Right. So when it comes to my career, when it comes to making money, it's all about taking mm-hmm. care of my family. It's about survival. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Absolutely, Samantha. Hold on. It can happen in a room. Oh. There are people with people that look like look like us. That's the worst. (laughs) Right. The worst (laughs) situation. Like, like, can we all can we all just get along? Get along. (laughs) We all go in the same direction. We're all trying to build the same things. Uh, Mike said the greatest prison you'll ever be in is the bars of your mind. Indeed. Change your mindset, you will change your life set. Definitely. Definitely. Um and he's but, but when you're talking about wealth and finance yeah. and our place in the world, and right. when you're talking about the cultural differences, you know, you opened up talking about, I was just about to say. you know, uh, to me, culturally, when, when you think of culture and finance, right. how we are perceived is not who we are. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Okay. Let me get What's up, Ephraim? Come What's on. going on? Right. What's going, What's on, going on, big homie? Can't call right. it. Right. What is it Does that make sense? A lot. Yeah, indeed. Because Definitely. as a culture, I've never lived in a culture where there was a broke mindset. Mm. To me, that ain't black now, culture. Right. 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 There are people with broken mindsets that happen right. to be black. Right. Right. Exactly. But a broke mindset ain't never been the culture of black. Right. Right. Let's see. Yeah. Um, okay. And yeah. what Sam Pastor mentioned said, but 
that can happen in a room full of people that look like me. Uh, Kita says, hey, good morning, Kita. In my position in the automotive business, there isn't many Black women yet alone Black people. You have Let to, alone Black people, yeah. Let alone Black people. We have to press past that to and just do and be you. Yes, indeed. Right. Right. Uh, Sam said, in a lot mean? of cases, when you take your mind off of the systemic issues, right, it opens up opportunity for success. Yeah. Because what you're doing is you're taking the excuses away. I'm not going right. to allow your systemic barriers to be my excuse for failure. Right. I have to overcome many things in my life, in my family, where I was raised, in addition to the systemic issues that try to hold us down. Yeah. But I have to overcome those things just like I got to overcome the fact that I overslept this morning. Right. Everything, you know, all the, all obstacles uh, have to be overcome. Right. But I can't use an obstacle as an excuse for my failure. I'm not ignoring that they exist. Right. But I can't live my life using it as an excuse. But how much, do, how much do you, how much credence do you give it? When does it start? When does it end? Because you, like you said, you're not ignoring it, so it ha- it does exist. You got to yeah. mention it, but where does it start and where does it end? I can't, but see the thing is, like, like I can recognize. We can have conversations about the degrees, right, of of challenges, right. But in my mind, in my mind, I have the the mindset of I'm going to do it anyway. Mm. So, so I can't get caught up in how much. Of, because here's the thing. Okay. The best way that I can look the best the best way that I can put this is I'm five foot eight all day long. Okay. All day. And in eighth grade, I was four feet eleven. All right. All right. Which means for the for the greater part of my life, I've been the short guy. Right. I'm so glad I'm taller than my wife. <laughs> right? right but the reality is can you imagine how many times i've been counted out because i wasn't tall yeah right right mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. but my mm-hmm. wife when my wife met me within two months of meeting me right. she would talk to her friends and say i want to introduce you to this giant that i met <laughs> right Right. And anytime I would meet one of her friends or something, they'd be like, girl, you said a giant. I thought he was like six <laughs> five or something. <laughs> you understand? Right. Yeah. In other words, as short as I am, yeah, I I, I maintain the mindset of a giant. Mm-hmm. So when people interact with me, they're no longer paying attention to my height. Right. And those that are stuck on my height are stuck on the external. And they don't know me very well. And the only reason that can be is because I present myself in a way that gets you off of my height and onto my stature. Right. Which means I've never let my height be a limitation, even though it has been a great limitation. Okay. <laughs> let me ask you this, though. So, like, that, okay, the height is something you can do nothing about. Nothing about right. Unless they they moving to you know them uh, cosmetic surgery to make your knees grow out, who knows what they got out there right now? But I'm saying you can do nothing about that, right? right but so you're trapped. I'm, I'm gonna cut you off. I'm gonna stop you right there before you go any further. Yeah. Because 
The same way I can't do anything about my height, I can't change the color of my skin. True. So the only thing I can do is, is work in a way that my skin color is no longer relevant. And if you're still stuck on my skin color, if you're still stuck on my skin color, listen, if you're still stuck on my skin color, that's your limitation, not mine. Right, right, right. Well, okay. But you're talking about things that you cannot change. So I I, I agree on that. They still have to overcome, you know, you still have to do, well, I just about to say you can't be a a woman turned to a man. (laughs) I'm saying you you are what you are. <laughs> you are what you are, right? And, right. and Sammy Sosa well, and Michael Jackson trade their skin too. <laughs> so, but I'm saying this: you got to work on that. You got to overcome that as an individual. Right. But I do believe that some, and, and we can argue about who should do it: elected officials, us, community leaders, pastors, whatever. Right. But you work on making you better. But right. it also needs to be somebody who addresses systemic racism, who addresses the, the things wrong wrong with the system, because. I, I'm with you. You can't continue to use it as an excuse. Right. But if we know it exists, why can't we also have a set of us working on it to eliminate it? If right. if they're going to push testing on our kids and all third graders, they know going to go to jail by eighth grade or whatever these crazy statistics are out there. Why don't me, we have somebody also <clears throat> working on the, the system? Why can't let me, we help? Let me ask. Let me ask you this, Pastor. And mm-hmm. I know like it's always easy to look at it from the outside or situations afterwards, right? Um, is it worth addressing? Like, you know, you know when a comment is made, <laughs> you know, you know, you get the, 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 what I call the intelligent comment that's just you like, kind of like one of the moments like, why would you ask me that? <laughs> you know, like, what, what made you ask me that? <laughs> you know, like, is it, is it worth confronting like that? Like, I always... Say in my mind, I and I'm not like the tough guy like that. Like I, but I always just wonder: is it worth confronting like that? Because I know, may I know more than nine times out of ten, or ten out of ten, I'm not going to change this person's mind that I'm talking to, having this confrontation. But maybe I can affect the folks that are around him. Like this is not, this ain't cool. This ain't cool. You know, um, have have and have you ever had a moment that you're like, you know what? Today's not the day. I'm I'm saying something. You know, like I'm yeah, just this ain't just gonna go down like it has. Are before. you are you my brother Anthony Walker asking Brian McCrory? <laughs> me? Have yes, I <laughs> ever said today? I mean and I know and I and I wanna hear because I know you've had situations and I know like be, when you begin in a job, you're like I need the job. I'm I'm not I'm gonna let I might let this one slide. You know, like but have okay. you you know gotcha. All right. Quick story. 1991. I'm in a shelter. Okay. I get a job. Okay. And the location of the job is 30 minutes from the shelter. Okay. My only mode of transportation, I and I worked a third shift, a right. night shift, 11 at night to 7 in the morning. Right. So my first day, I got a ride to work. I met a couple of guys on the job who gave me a ride home, seven o'clock at the next morning. Pickup truck, rebel flag in the truck, shotgun hanging up (laughs) in the window in the truck. Mm -hmm. 
two white guys, beard, dirty, baseball caps. You know, <laughs> one of them had a gas station emblem on the front. Other one might have said Ford. I don't know. Yeah. I'm 5'8". <laughs> Still. <laughs> yeah. They six feet, both of them. Right. Right. Look like they drink a lot of beer. Right? right? Now, mm-hmm. what was offered to me is, hey, man, I'll pick you up for work if you need a ride. Just be out here. 10, 15, we'll be right here to pick you up, take you on to work. I need a ride to work. I don't have a car. They pick me up. Mm -hmm. I have to sit in the middle. (laughs) Wow. They're talking back and forth. They have no problem using the Mm. N-word. Lord, (laughs) really? Yeah. I got to get to work. <laughs> got to I got to get out of this shelter. Right. Yeah. That's the situation. Excuse my French. <laughs> <laughs> How many rides to work do you think I got from those guys? One. I got to say, yeah, one. one. No, several. I wish I could say that. Right. Right. I rode to work with those guys for like, Two months. You, did you get out that shelter? I got out of the, no, not only, not, here's the thing. Before I got out of the shelter, I got out of that truck. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I was able to get on another shift and get a different ride to work. Because I prayed, I said, Lord, you know, I don't I gotta take care of my family. I don't want to disappear, but I can't ride in this truck like this. Yeah. I can't, I'm like this, I, this is not what I'm made of. I can't, I, I can't do this. Right. But I gotta right. work. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. The Lord said, hold your peace. I'm gonna get you yeah. out of the truck. Yeah. Because I wasn't gonna change those guys' mindset. I was gonna no. end up disappearing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. You understand? So to ask me, have I ever? Oh, yeah. Has there ever been a case where I wanted to say something and couldn't? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. What about the moments that you had that you did say something or did you, you know? Yeah. What was I I know you said something. What was was the moment that you did say something like something? Like I said, mate. And, you know, the difference between the guys in the truck and corporate America is, you know, the guys in the truck, they don't care. They just, you know, you know, we like we don't like They they don't even realize how foul what they're doing and that's ears because Mm. it's their culture right 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 nothing's wrong with them because it's not like listen because them them giving you a ride is the reason they think they ain't racist (laughs) right oh yeah i give niggas rides all the time (laughs) and 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 using the (sighs) phrase excuse my french i'm like last time i checked that's english yeah But, and but and it's not, and it's not like they were intentionally they doing it. They were having yeah, just regular yeah, conversation. Yeah, yeah. And I'm and saying, like, do y'all, do y'all not see me? And the reality is, they didn't see me. Exactly. I was about to say they didn't see you. Nah. Yeah. Right. So 
there was like what I was going to do to prove a point at that time was only going to hurt me because it showing up wasn't going to help them. Yeah. But you ever, okay, pause on that for a minute, right? You ever think like, because it's, it's been such an ingrained culture that, you know, like a conversation or somehow, you know, like, you know, like somebody's explaining something to you and you're like, I don't, I don't understand why you why you feel that way. And then they, they give you a great analogy or something and like, oh, I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you feel like the, the por- there's, there's a lot of portion of America that 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 don't look like us, that if they just sat down, if we had a conversation that they can kind of see it differently. But because they grew up a certain way, you know, they they look at us they're like, you know, I'm. I'm I grew up this way. How long ago was it? How long ago was it, AD, that we that I gave you the story about? I reminded you the story of, of the story of David right. and Bathsheba. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. David didn't know what he looked like until right. the prophet came to him. Right, 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 right. Hey, there was a once a rich man and a poor, with a, you know, and and a poor man, right. and this man had you know one sheep. The rich man had all his sheep. A visitor came to town. And instead of taking from his flock to, to feed the man, he took from the poor man's one sheep right. and gave it to him. Right. And the prophet asked David, what should come of what should become of the rich man? He said, you right. should kill him dead. Yeah. Right. Because he should have took from his own instead of taking the one thing that that, that the poor man right. had and right. used it. Right. And the prophet said, you're the rich man. Okay. Right. Right. Do you own me? Yeah. Right. There are many cases where a story like that has to be told to make you get a clearer view or yeah. perspective oh, of your oh, behavior. Right, right, right. And you understand. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But what I'm saying is there's a time and a season for that as well. So you know, when you, I was in that truck, that was yeah. not the time to be talking about race. No, no I know. I'm, One the I audience. Get <laughs> not the audience. Right. Right. Yeah, uh, and, yeah. and and the thing is. It took years for me to be able to tell that story. Because how you, because how you feel I like had to, I had to forgive myself. Yeah. Yeah. Right. As right, a black right, man. Right. Yeah. I should have raised a boy. <laughs> right. You yeah. know, like right. I should have did yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. I, I, and then you I hear people say, way. you know, what about yeah. the people? Yeah, if I I, I could have been asleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Time, I think right. the Bible talks about time and places with you. So, <laughs> yeah. 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 But well, and, 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 and you talked about you talked about regrets. That's what I'm saying. A couple of days ago, those are the type of things you doing what you had to do that kind of come back to play. Like you know, if I would have played it any other way, right? You know, would I be here today? Right, right. And yeah, but but again, I think the the confidence that I speak with today is because of living through experiences through stuff like, like that. that. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Ahead, it ain't Mark. because I stood up and told him y'all right. where right. he could go or beat him down. Right. No, okay. it's okay. because of having to go through the humility. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The fact that I've grown and I've learned there's a time and a place because there was a larger purpose. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. So I think the the question should be for this show. Yeah. It shouldn't I I don't guess it should be in, or instead of saying, are we looking at things wrong? I think the question is, uh, are we looking at things differently? Right, right, yeah. right. right. Perspective. Are right. we looking at things differently? Because I think it's all about perspective and it's all about yeah. experience. Yeah. Yes, you know, and so that's, because, that's like, why. Nope, like, yeah, do you yeah, see what's ahead, behind me? 
You see what's behind me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What does it say? It looks like grace. Yeah, how did you know that? Because I moved my head and you saw the full word. No, right? I, 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 when you started talking, I was looking at the G and the E. <laughs> that boy's smart. I, I didn't know <laughs> yeah. that. You didn't know. Uh-oh, I was going to raise my head yeah. at the end. <laughs> yeah, and, and here's the thing. Both y'all can see the same picture, but you both saw it differently. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Right, right. Because sometimes grace is hidden. <laughs> Not right. uh, and it has to be exposed. Sometimes understanding is hidden and it has yeah. to be exposed. How can they hit without a preacher? How can he preach except it be sent? Sean Rollins right. just put up that he said, I figured it out because I know who you are. Well, so who I am right. painted this picture. It had nothing to do with the picture, but everything you know about me. Right. Context clue. Yeah. Right. So let me so to, to Mark's point, right. uh changing how we are we can we see things differently? Or can right. we even accept the fact that someone else sees it differently than we see it? Yeah. Right. Right. True. Right. That's, true. That's it as well. Do you, do you think, so let me throw this out there. Do you think it's more of a perspective problem than a race problem? It's, it's both. Be, because, because it is a race problem, it becomes a perspective problem. Yeah. It starts at race. You know, right. right. It starts at race. So because... White folks got a way of looking at stuff. We right. got a way of looking at stuff. Right. Asian folks yeah. got a way of looking at stuff. Yeah. And and so forth and so on. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, and it, it starts with race because every race has a different perspective. And based on Mark's point, you're gonna you going no, nah, but on Mark's point, you're gonna raise your kids that way. If I see the world this way, I'm gonna raise you through this perspective. Exactly. Because racism exactly. is just learnt learnt behavior. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it every is. parent, yeah. whether you agree or not. Every parent but I don't is given their kids best. I don't you think, think it starts with race. It starts at perspective. Yeah, absolutely. It starts but, with but how you, you see me. But you see, right. you because see me the, because black. no, because the minute the yeah. minute you see me differently, yes, 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 is what causes you to de- to to change the definition of who mm-hmm. I am. Right. You define me. You decide that I'm no longer a man. Right. You decide that I'm a black man because right. I'm not the same color as you. What I too. So the perspective. But, but you're talking about differently. Yeah. But, but but you're talking about a notion versus reality. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a notion no. versus re- that this it, it kind of is. Okay, break because it down what, then, Mark. Because what you're saying is that's good. Like the notion you said, yeah, see me as a person, see me as a human being. Yes, that is right. a noble notion. But what is the right. reality? The reality is we're taught to look at race. We are. Right. And and here's the thing, white people teach their kids about race, and and, and because of that, mm-hmm. black people say, "Listen, man, white folks don't like us. Historically, right. we're not liked. We're hated by white right. people. So guess right. what? We gotta watch white people differently." Right. Yes. So it is yes. It, it is a notion is. versus is. a reality. In okay. my as, so as here's the, here's the, the reality. The sociologist, the sociologist in me, because <laughs> that's what I do. I, I have a degree in sociology. So I've I, I studied society and how people ambulate within that society and within their cultures and within okay. their subcultures. So, okay. yeah. As, so to me, that is a notion versus reality. Okay. All right. Yeah, Great exactly. point. The different perspective than where I'm coming from, but it's a great point. May I read a scripture? Sure. 
Read, read the book. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Let's let's go to the to the beginning of perspective right. in my mind. Genesis chapter four. What does that? <laughs> Genesis chapter four and verse one. Right. And Adam knew Eve, his wife. Right. And she conceived and bare Cain mm -hmm. and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. Right. And she again bare his brother, Abel. Mm -hmm. And Abel was a keeper of sheep. Uh -huh. But Cain was a tiller of the ground. Okay. So they both did two different things. Right. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the firstling of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and his offering. Okay. But unto Cain and his offering, he had not respect. Okay. He saw he saw Cain's offering different than he saw Abel's. Right. And Cain got mad. And his countenance right. fell. And the Lord said, Cain, why are you mad? And why is that countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shall you not be accepted? So God had a problem with Cain's offering. Right. And called him out on it. Gotcha. Which caused Cain to see Abel's offering different. Okay. Cain lost sight of the fact that Abel was his brother and killed his brother because God saw something different. From that moment on, there was a division and it had nothing to do with the color of their skin. It had everything to do with perspective. Mm, yes, know. sir. You saw two mean. things differently. You're going to tell, me, gonna okay. tell me that God didn't see a difference between what Abel did and what Cain did? You're going to tell me that because okay. God saw a difference between what Cain did and what Abel did, that it didn't cause Cain to see his brother differently than he saw him before the offering? I think I think I don't think God's central character in that in that situation in in, in terms of what we talk about. I don't think God the central character in that situation in terms of what we're talking about. I think we're talking about no, no. Cain. Listen here, listen. Right. What I'm you said you don't think God is the central character. Right. Listen and, and, to what I'm and, saying and, to you. Okay. Listen to what I'm saying to you. Cain and Abel had two different assignments. Who gave them the assignments? God did. God. God did. God. Or did Adam, their father, mm. who gave Cain his job? Who gave Abel his job? Okay, right, right. You think God yeah. talked to Cain no. and talked to Abel? <laughs> no, no, no. Adam right. did. Okay, right, right. Right? Um, I don't know. <laughs> All right. I mean, I, I see where you're going with it. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I say it like this. I see what you're saying and the validity of it. I don't know if that proves perspective before the racism piece for me. But I, I, I see where you're going. I see how you painted it, though. Yeah. Well, and, and here's the thing. You, you, and like I said, it's, it's a great because point. Because it does not agree a, with your narrative. No, it's it's a great point. It's a great point, Pastor. I think, you, you know, and you did prove your point to a degree. But here's the thing. You're taking both examples out of the same bucket. Like, they're from the same family. What, like, what would have happened? Here's the thing. What would have happened? <laughs> If Cain and Abel were not brothers, if they were from different tribes, if they were from different right. families. Oh, wait, 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 okay. wait, 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 wait. Now, let me ask you something. Okay. How did the first division between man happen? 
How did we come up with tribes? This right here. We came up with the whole concept of tribes because of differences in the way we see things, differences in perspective. God said well, well, there yeah. are two yeah. Nate. God said there are, yeah. I, you're yeah. going to give birth to two sons. Right. And each son is going to represent a different nation. Yeah. Right. Right. What birth the perspective then? Huh? What birth the perspective? What birth me seeing you? Listen, different? okay, okay. Let me, let me let me just read on just a couple of more verses and 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 try to help with that. If thou doest well, shall not not shall thou not be accepted. If thou doest not well, sin lies at the door, and unto you shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. Who's he talking? Who's ruling over who? If sin is at your door, he's saying one person is going to serve another person mm. because of sin. Right. Am I right? Right. Okay. I mean, that's scripture. Yeah. And Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. Mm -hmm. Who changed Cain's vision of his brother? I don't know of a person. I don't know if somebody changed it. I think he's that's what he took from a thing. Are you trying right. to say? Yeah, I think. Can I interject? Can I interject? Can I something, please? Please, and I. And I I'll make this minimal. Listen, let's let's I heard this in my I heard this in my consciousness. I don't know if I want to necessarily say it was the Lord, but I heard this right. in my consciousness where <laughs> it said, let's put this into let's put this into context. Okay. okay. All right, let's okay. put it into context. What Pastor is saying is correct. Mm -hmm. However, what we're what we are discussing, mm -hmm. let's put it into the context of the last hundred years. All right. Okay. Now like I said, that that was those were Bible days. We don't live there anymore. Right. Okay. But if we can take something that's happened over the last hundred years, mm -hmm. or think the way things have been over the last hundred years, right? Then let's put it into that's context. Good. That's good. What he's what Pastor's saying is correct. Mm -hmm. Perspective versus race, but ain't one but one race right. <laughs> back then. Right. We have several now, and for right. the past hundred years, we've had a hundred different races. Right. So we put in the context. So like, yeah. yeah so 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 over the past hundred years, yes, I I will say from a social science standpoint, yeah, yeah. it's been race versus race before perspective before perspective. Right. If if if, if we're but putting things into context, I I and, and I, so let's put that statement into context. Okay. Because in order to fix what you deem as broken, you said over the last hundred years, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It. According to social science, mm -hmm. it's been race first. Right. right. But in order to prepare to reverse it from being race first, what has to change? The perspective. <laughs> but that that doesn't mean race. Uh, I don't race generate. I hear you. No, no, what I'm saying is, yeah. I'm saying race I'm with you, for the last hundred years, race generates the perspective. Yeah, which means you have to to the root. But they've been raising kids. Which means you got to get, get to the root of the problem. Which means if in order for it to change, you have to get to the root of the problem. And the root of the problem is not the color of my skin. It's right. what you think about the color of my skin, brothers. Yes. Uh -huh. that's, what, that's what I agree with. Like, that's that's, I'm with the perspective. That's, 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 that's the... Well, that's then, the well, in that, well, that case... Is is race and perspective one and the same? If, we, if we're looking at it that way, no. Nah, you know because well, that's, no, because if that's the case, 
No, Mark, if that's the case, right. I could I could never be a black man living in Locust Grove looking down my nose at a black man living in Decatur. Mm. Say more. Because we both black. Okay. Right. Now my perspective is based on his economic position. Okay, but we're, we're still, like I said, that's pulling from the same bucket. What I'm saying is, I re everybody, well, I don't know everybody, but we all know W.E.D. Du Bois talk about the double-minded uh, double minded consciousness. He was yeah. like, you can look yeah. at yourself as an American, but black people, we have right. to be double-minded in our consciousness because we have to look at ourselves as black people in America, not just right. Americans. Right. We have to look at ourselves as black people. We're black first. Even, right. even W.E.D. Du Bois, who is one of the a renowned social scientist said yeah. we have to look at ourselves in this America in the last hundred years. We got to look at ourselves but as black people first. But, first. but wouldn't that be, be, is that, be, but that would be because of how, of the perspective of black people in America. But you we know, know the that's that's that, that people no, look at black off, people. No, but it's based off how white people have perceived, perceived us and treated us, us right. and, and, and engaged us. Right. We right. so so here's the thing. So while like I said it could be it could be interchangeable because our double our double consciousness says, Yeah, you're an American, but before right. you can walk out there as an American, dude, you are black before you yeah. are anything else. You are black. Yeah. And that, that was birth. I told my that's a, that's a great that's a great perspective. What you're talking about is conformity. Mm. To what? To society, to the to the society, to society, to, to where you live. What you're saying is, if you want to reduce the risk of bad things happening to you before you walk out your door, make sure you understand you're walking out this door as a black man, so that you can be prepared for how you get treated. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. That's right. called right. that's called conformity. Yeah, in, in it. That's conforming yeah. all, all, all to the society, all, all, to the society how do you call that conforming? It might be reality, but that's but that but that but remember, right. I said it's reality. It be, right. it has become our reality, reality. now. Yeah, yeah. I'm not agreeing I'm, on the points, but it's it's. I'm not saying it's not reality, brother. But that does not make it. Uh, that does not uh, exclude the fact that it's conformity. Because it, what you're what what Du Bois was saying is, if you want to make it in this world, if you want to get out there, here's what you're going to have to contend with. Because they're going to see you black first, which yeah. means you better recognize your blackness before you go out there or you will be confused when you go outside these doors and face this world. Because that's how they're going to view you. Conformity seems a little strong for me, though. That Conformity messes with your pride, bro. That's it. But the reality is walk you teach down, your children. Walk me down that, that street a little bit. Right. Walk, we walk we teach that. our young boys to be careful when you go outside because, because you're black. Right. And it's real, and it's real. <laughs> but that's so that's, so that's a, no. That sounds like survival. So I got to yeah. teach you. Right. I got to teach you how to survive in this world we live in. Well, because no, 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 no. If you if you go in the jungle, get bit by a snake, that wasn't conformity. <laughs> no, but listen, no, you, okay. You gotta, you so let me let me, throw, let me throw this out there. Um, so it's like you get pulled over by the police, right? You know you ain't do nothing wrong. You're right. You're right. Say. Question, why did he pull me over? You're right, say, say something to this police officer. Why did you pull me over? What was the reasoning? You know, I'm in I'm within my rights. And, you know, we know parts of the law, you know, 
conformity says, shut up. It's dark. Take this ticket. They don't need to say that. That's extreme. No. Conformity says, I want to make it home. Right. I'm just saying, I want to make it home. I'm going to put put my hands on this wheel. I'm going to give this dude this my license. Take this ticket. But I I feel you can do both. I feel you can take your keys out, put them on top of your car. Hello, Miss Officer. You know, you can question (laughs) while using survival tactics. I don't, I don't, I, yeah, I saw, yeah, maybe it's my pride, but conformity sounds too strong for me. It, it sounds too it, it strong. It is hard. It's a hard In a, wor- in a world hard. where you are just doing what it takes to survive, it doesn't sound like you're right. it sounds like you're living. It, I think what the boys was talking about was this is how it's unfortunate, but this is how you have to live. Yeah, you have to conform if you want to survive. <laughs> mm, I don't know that's, I don't know, that's I don't, I don't know if I like, here. I don't, honestly, I don't know if I like. I don't know if I agree with the word conform. Right. You don't I have to All you have to do is okay. Okay, let's do this because y'all see y'all can't be more prideful than I am, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I'm so serious, man. Uh, the, the reality is when it comes to survival, and, and, and that's all I'm talking about. You know, you look at it like. Uh, Conformity. Here it is. What is it? I was just about to ask Google. Compliance <laughs> with standards, rules, or laws. Conformity to regulations. Behavior in accordance with socially accepted convic- conventions or standards. Right. What's the definition Y'all of survival? Y'all call it a hard word, but I call it reality. Right. Define the behavior. It's, defi- it's well-defined, well-documented behavior. A black man is not going to act the same way as a white man when he gets pulled over. Right. Right. And he know that because he knows the standards aren't the same. Right. When I get pulled over, I know I'm getting pulled over as a black man. Okay. So my actions are going to be different than a white man. So I'm conforming to what I believe is going to help me survive. Right. Okay. And if I don't, I'm at a higher risk of something dangerous happening and me not making it home. That is conformity, brothers. We know I have to like it, but that doesn't make it any less true. Yeah. It doesn't Mm. make you less than a man. Yeah. Yeah. Because Mark said, when you consider the social science of it all, Mm -hmm. it's undeniable. Right. Right. All right. And and the problem we have is nobody wants to deal with the truth of the matter because our pride gets in the way. Right. Yeah. And that's thank you, Cheryl. Is all perspective. <laughs> you mess with me today, pal. It's good though. Listen, because I mean, I, I and and we're gonna get out of here, but it's I I think if we can shift a lot of the perspective, because and and listen, and what you call it, uh, and Rollins put something good. He said, "Shoot, how we treat ourselves, we get worried and nervous around other black people." There have been times, you know, but it's it's a perspective of what we even seen. So much of our people that it like you know you're not that way. Like, why can't we think the best of all of our people? You know what I'm and, saying? And no offense to anybody who live in Decatur, but all y'all know. <laughs> wait a minute, people feel a certain way. It's great indicator though. Right. I'm about to, just, I'm about to say that too. Yeah, they it's they that indicator. that term was coined because they want you to think differently about Decatur. Right. Perspective. Change your perspective about Decatur. Yes. Yes, indeed. All right. So we appreciate you guys rocking and hanging with us. We had a great conversation. Make sure you are staying connected to us. Um, text LWN to 84576. 
Text LWN to 84576. Never miss a broadcast. <laughs> and today is Tuesday. So tonight at 7 o'clock, um, we got uh, Solomon Temple Christian Ministries Bible study coming up, as well as 8.30. The Sisters of Legacy will be in the building. All right. So we look forward to seeing you guys tonight. Um, as always, continue to stay safe. Continue to do the right thing. Wear those masks. I know. Don't like them. But they, it is what it is. And we look forward to seeing you guys in the morning. Um, always know that we love you. God love you more. God loves you more. And like I said, continue to stay safe. All right. So we'll see you in the AM. Peace. Peace. If I can find a thing. There we go. As always, we love you. Uh, know that God loves you more. Stay safe. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys. Hang 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 make sure you're sharing is caring. All of my replay peoples that watch in the background that I know see this show, I appreciate you as well.